This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. I've never met a tailor before, but I know you ain't one. Come with me. What do you see? I see a young man with potential. Pull the hook on your left. Oh, yes. Very nice. What does this do? Electrocute you. Don't be ridiculous. It's a hand grenade. Shut up. That is sick. We are an independent international intelligence agency. No one Operating at the highest level of discretion. The Kingsman agents are the new knights. Interested? Manners maketh man. I have trouble understanding you people sometimes. You all talk so funny. What about him? What makes him so special? Put it back. It's a brand new episode of Mystery Teen Girl Theater 9000. Yay! We, we've made it. <laughs> Two episodes. Woo! Let's see if we can do three. And that will match our previous record of three episodes. <laughs> we're close to breaking the record. Oh, yeah. We're getting there. We're actually, we're kind of far off since we're doing this every other week feels like it could be a little bit before we break that record, but um, it'll, we can be, do it. it'll be have, another month. I have faith. Give us a month and we'll break that record. Um, <laughs> so this is the this is the podcast where I try to uh, pick out a movie that I think my daughter will like, and then we see how correct or incorrect I am. I feel like I'm two for two so far in this brand new season. Yes. This brand new iteration of the podcast. Uh <laughs> So, for this episode, I selected for you to view the 2015 action spy comedy film from director Matthew Vaughn, Kingsman, The Secret Service. An absolute banger of a movie. Yeah, so uh, do you want to try to remember what the story of this movie is and describe it for everybody? Oh boy, here we go. In, been, fair, it's in fairness, it's been a couple days since I watched it because I've had school. So, in fairness, yes, we were. It's been a little bit. In fairness, we watched this on like a Monday night or a yeah 
Tuesday night or something. It's, it's been a couple of days since you've watched it, but yes, let's. Um, oh, well, that'll make it even more fun to hear you recall what happened. <laughs> so, uh, that that wasn't supposed to happen. Go ahead. Rude. Okay. <laughs> so, this this boy, mm-hmm. this this edgy rebellious boy. His name is Eggsy. He, yes. uh, I, my brain no work today. <laughs> um, can't wait for the entire audience to flame me for how horribly my memory works. But, uh, <laughs> um. Okay. You do it. You're better at this than I am. Uh, yeah, but the fun is listening to you stumble through it. I already know this movie by heart. I don't even have to look at. I don't even have to look at this page telling me what the the plot of the movie is. I'll put my phone down as I describe the plot of the movie. Yeah. So the movie is about, in fact, Taron Egerton's character Eggsy, which yes. is a nickname. His real name. Did you, did you catch his real name? I in didn't the movie? even know that he had an act. Like I thought that was his name. He said it in the movie. Gary Unwin. What? Un- okay. Gary Unwin. Anyway, All right. he is recruited into this super special spy agency by uh, Colin Firth, who, God, what? I, Harry Hart is his name. Yes. Uh, but his code name is Galahad. All of these spies are named after Knights of the Round Table. Yes. And he is recruited to join the team after, uh, after a, a, a position opened up, by which I mean somebody died. And uh, Eggsy's father used to be a Kingsman and saved Galahad's life once. Yes. So that is why he's like, I I owe you a life debt. Uh, Please come join my spy ring. Uh, That's that's how it usually goes. Yeah. And that's what I would that's what I would expect somebody to do for me. If you, so, were, if you were to die some tragic death. You'd like to be recruited into a spy ring. I would like to be recruited into a British spy ring, yes. Okay. Uh, noted. On your behalf. I'm going to put that in the will. All right. Uh, Sounds good to me. <laughs> um, so he's he gets recruited and he goes through this whole spy training process. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of this, we have our villain played by Samuel L. Jackson. Literally the best person to play any character in any movie. I personally think that Samuel yeah. L. Jackson should just be cast in every role for everything. I actually don't remember the name of his character. I keep wanting to say it's Lucius, but I don't think that's his <laughs> character's no, name. No, it's not. Uh, Richmond Valentine is his name. <laughs> not even close. And uh, Nope, not even close. <laughs> And uh, he he is created. His evil plan is that he has created a SIM card. Yes, that, that when, goes in your phone, and it makes a weird noise, and it makes your brain go, "Yep, gonna hurt people." Yeah, it makes you want to hurt and kill other people, and only a certain select few people have uh, things in their necks that are also explosives. But uh, spoiler alert: all the people singled out are all the rich, important people. Yes, uh, they are immune from this effect. All the poor people, they kill each other. Yep, no and the, one is surprised. And the world begins anew uh, from from this point. With the rich people as its blueprint. Yes, which, yes. I don't know how I feel about that. And uh, at, at some point, Eggsy's mentor, uh, Galahad, He's gets killed. he is killed and Eggsy must like step up, even though he failed the training program. Yes, even though he failed and they kicked him out. Yeah, he, he just showed up and he's like, you guys need help. And they're like, yes, we do. And uh, that is how he becomes a Kingsman. But yeah, that is essentially the movie. Essentially. Uh, what what did you think of, of Kingsman the Secret Service overall? Well, seeing as I saw the second one before this one, 
Which I still don't know how I managed to do, but... Uh, considering that, I kind of already knew I was going to like this, because I like the second one a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, still really confused as to how I managed to see the second one first, but... Eh, that's how you do sometimes. You know how it be. So, yeah, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was a really good decision on your part. (laughs) Ha ha! Two for two, baby! Hell yeah! Um... So uh, this is obviously sort of like a riff, but also like an homage to like Bond movies. They do reference Bond a lot in this <laughs> yes. movie, like an alarming amount. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets very meta. Like it's a very right. aware. It's it's a movie that's very aware of what it is. Yeah, like all oh. of the characters mm-hmm. are very aware of what they're doing. Yeah, they're in a silly. So I mean. It does get really meta where they there's a scene where Galahad sits down with Valentine and have McDonald's fancy McDonald's dinner. Yes. And my kind of dinner. They talk about like their spy movies, like how they love spy movies. And they're like, I always I always like the sillier ones, the ones that were way over the top. Which of course that's exactly what this that's movie exactly was. Exactly what this movie. It is. was this movie was insanely over the top. Yes. Uh, I know you're familiar with some Bond movies. Yeah. I would say probably more of the... Am I correct in thinking more of the Daniel Craig Bond movies? No. No? You're not as familiar uh, with those? More of like Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. And like Goldeneye. Sean Connery. Yeah. Okay, well, Stuff Sean Connery like is OG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The... Uh, I don't... Controversial opinion. I don't really like the Daniel Craig Bond movies that oh, much. Oh, wow. I, I just... I don't. It's not wow. my vibe. Okay. Nothing against Daniel Craig as an actor because he's very talented and yeah. I like everything else he does. But yeah, I mean, and you're also you're wrong, but that's okay. You're young. You <laughs> just have like time how to... just like how I'm wrong about how Prisoner of Azkaban isn't that good. Oh yeah, let's not even start that. Uh, <laughs> that's for a different time. Yeah, let's let's yeah let's get let's shove those hot takes to the side. We'll, we'll start a whole new podcast just for <laughs> us to argue about movies. <laughs> um. Uh, some of the Bond movies are super serious, especially the Craig ones are far more serious these yes, days. Yes, I think that's what my problem with them is. <laughs> but Bond Bond has certainly been kind of silly at times. Kind of, in the earlier this, movies. Yeah, this felt like a mixture of that plus like a dash of Austin Powers, mm-hmm. uh, which was like a full-on spoof of the Bond movies. Yeah. This was not like a spoof. This was no. really more of an homage, like a tribute to yeah. the sillier Bond movies. Like, this but this was definitely its own movie. Like, it oh, wasn't yes. trying to be anything else. It was, no. it was its own movie. No, it was definitely an homage to those sillier Bond movies by going over the top. But, like, they went over the top and then, like, over the top of that and then over the top yeah, of that. I'm, see, I just really like this movie because I'm not the type of person where I don't really like serious movies that much. Mm-hmm. I enjoy having a good time. I like to laugh. I like to smile. I don't like being sad and depressed. So mm-hmm. very like heavy movies are just movies that I will go nowhere near. Like uh, Schindler's List. <clears throat> Excuse me while I go cross Schindler's List off of the list of movies <laughs> to do on this podcast. You've seen it though, haven't you? I No, I haven't. Oh, dear Lord. Well. I never plan to. Someday. Uh, someday will happen. But. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm somebody that likes more lighthearted movies, so this really just pandered to my interests. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like I said, I think I've got a pretty good handle uh, on stuff you liked, and these were so these were two softballs. I had a good feeling that you were gonna really enjoy. 
John Wick, and I thought you were going to really enjoy Kingsman. Yes. So those are kind of softballs. Those are kind of layups to to sort of warm up the podcast engine a little bit. You've done a very good job so far. Okay. Well, I for the next round, there's a possibility I might try to go a little bit outside of the box and see if there is uh, something that I think you might like, but it might not necessarily be in your wheelhouse. So I'm going to have to do a little bit more serious research and, and a little bit of digging into my movie collection. Uh, Which is very extensive. Yeah, that. it's big. So I'll have to do a little bit of, I'll have to do a little bit of digging, but um, let's, let's go back to talking about um, Kingsman real quick. Yes. So fun facts. Are you ready to learn? Cause we're never done learning, but you're oh, still boy. In it's not like I've done that for the past like three <laughs> weeks or anything. Yeah. But this is learning about fun stuff. I, yeah. Woo. Like movies and such. Yay. Uh, Kayla, would you like to know uh, where this film premiered? Yeah, where? Uh, this pre- I've never heard of this before. Okay. But I want to go. I want to go see it. Okay. Uh, this premiered at the Butt Numathon. I want to go there. It has a Wikipedia article for it. The Butt <laughs> The Butt Numathon, also known as Banat. Was an annual <laughs> film marathon held every December since 1999 in Austin, Texas. Oh. Uh-huh. And uh, apparently you would sit and watch a bunch of movies. So I guess, therefore, butt numathon is a uh, your ass would get Numb. numbed from, from the amount, sheer amount of sitting. Yes. Uh, films that were shown include the first public screenings of Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, oh, as well fun. as the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Wow. Dreamgirls, oh. Chicago, Black Snake Moan, Knocked Up, Frozen, nice. 300, V for Vendetta, and of course, uh, Kingsman the Secret Service, and the 2005 remake of King Kong. Nice. Mm-hmm. What a fun lineup of movies. All, all showing at the butt numathon. Um... So, another fun fact. Matthew Vaughn, I don't know if you know much about the director of this movie. I do not. Uh, so, the movie he directed before this yes. was called X-Men First Class. Oh, really? Yes. Which Sick. I know you really like. I really like that movie. And do you know what the sequel to that was? That uh, The sequel was um, Days of Future Past. Yes. Which... Uh, Matthew Vaughn was set to direct, yes, but instead chose to do Kingsman: The Secret Service instead. Wow! He was sitting with Mark Millar, who is the guy who I, I think did the comic or the graphic novel for the Kingsman. Wait, it's a graphic novel. Yes, this is. This is based off of a graphic novel. Another fun fact. Wow! Uh, okay. And I they might were, have to. And they were talking about how there aren't any like fun, silly spy movies anymore, yes. and the, the there this movie came. It spawned from this. And also its sequel, uh, Kingsman and the Golden Circle, I believe. Yes. And there's also going to be a prequel called The King's Man. So uh, there is there is also that. Uh, also, I guess we should probably kind of run through this. Uh, maybe we should make this a thing to kind of just add content to this podcast, because otherwise it's only going to be 13 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Do anything who, for the content. Fa- yes, favorite character. Who is your favorite character oh. in this movie? Which is tough. Jeez. Because there's a um, lot of good ones. That's like asking me to pick my favorite child. Mm. I, 
Okay. Pick your favorite child. I mean, I do it all the time. It's me, right? Totally. Yes. <laughs> it's you. Congratulations. It's never me. I know it's not me. <laughs> oh, come on. It's, it's only me when I do things for him. <laughs> you can't say that. That's like, You can't ask me that, Kayla. It's like, I can't pick between my favorite child. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm asking you to pick your favorite character from this <laughs> fake film that we watched. Um, I'm going to have to go with Valentine. Oh, yeah. Richard I Valentine. Just, I literally will never get tired of Samuel L. Jackson. I would mm-hmm. sell my soul to that man. He is incredible. Yeah. Uh, I literally, I don't think I could exist in a world without Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I would have said Colin Firth's uh, Galahad. Yes, I really like him. He's but very good as well. This and, movie is um, completely stolen, though, by Sam Jackson. Yeah. Like, at all. T- anytime he's on the screen. I mean, like, close second would probably be Merlin. Merlin's really good, too. Oh, yes. By Mark, like played by Mark Strong. Yes, he's um, cool. Mm-hmm. But Samuel L. Jackson is just forever the greatest character in any movie he's in. <laughs> like, if if you have a movie and you're casting Samuel L. Jackson in any part, he could be an extra for all I care, and he will be the best okay. person in that movie. <laughs> I have, I'm wondering. I'm wondering then because the next question is, what's your favorite Richard Valentine scene in this movie? Because it might be my favorite scene too, but I'm curious to find out if it is. Um. I think just for the sake of it being funny, I think just when he's having dinner with Galahad and there's like this build up to this like supposedly really fancy meal and it's mm-hmm. just McDonald's. <laughs> like that. I'll have that the Big Mac. Hilarious. And then he's like, yes, it pairs really good with this wine. Yeah. Like, bro, I want to go to whatever dinners he's having. Um, My favorite Richard Valentine scene is when he actually kills Galahad. Oh, yeah. And he's like. So Valentine does not like blood or gore. It makes or, him want. It makes him want to throw up like immediately. Projectile vomit. Yes. Um. So he shoots Galahad in the head. Yeah, almost throws up immediately into his hand. Almost throws up immediately into his hand because he shoots him and then immediately is like, like, oh, oh no, yeah. Uh. And then he has this exchange with who's that girl he's with? Uh oh my god. Uh, What's her name? Gazelle. Okay, so they're talking, and he asks, "Is he dead?" And she goes, "Yeah, that happens when you shoot someone in the head." head. Yeah. And she's like, "Did you like it? How did it feel? Did it feel good?" And he's like, "It felt, it felt awful. It felt fucking awful. Yeah. I hated that." And then he's like, "All right, time to go kill half of the planet." Like, like he just like immediately was like, "All right, change of priorities. Let's go." He's oh god, he's, he's great. Uh, his his lisp was inspired. His lisp is great. I supposedly love it. inspired by he had a childhood stuttering problem, ah. which is what inspired that. Um, another fun fact I found out. So there's a cameo by Mark Hamill in this movie. There is playing yes, playing playing a British professor, Professor Arnold. He, he also gets killed. <laughs> that character is in the comics. Yes, and his name is Mark Hamill in the comics. That's wow. <laughs> how did how did they get away with that? Like, how was Mark Hamill not like, hey, um? I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was just you know an homage, and and Mark Hamill's a huge fan of this sort of stuff. Anyway, well, yeah, so. so I'm sure he probably would have been like, "Cool, awesome. <laughs> probably." Uh, he's he's the best. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of what else. So there, oh, were... I have another fun fact oh, for the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie, its sequel mm-hmm. had Elton John in it. Oh, it sure did. And it was because of that movie. 
that Taron Edgerton plays Elton John in, in Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. Yes. Because I I suppose I guess Elton John just really liked Taron Edgerton and was like he needs to play me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that also part of that was due to uh, Taron Edgerton also played a role in the movie Sing, which yeah. is about an animal talent show. I don't know the exact plot because I haven't seen it, but yeah. uh, the, the only thing that really sticks out to me is uh, Seth MacFarlane playing a mouse that sings my way, but that's that's about <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> which is a thing that actually happens in that movie, but... Now I want to see this. But yeah, so Taron Edgerton sang an Elton John song in that movie. I'm Still Standing. Yeah, he yeah. sang I'm Still Standing. And Elton John saw that and was like, he needs to play me. Holy so, shit. Yep. And then it then it just was a thing. And then it was a thing. And then Taron Edgerton was, he's great in Rocket Man. Taron Edgerton's great. And everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he's really good. And. Yeah. I mean, he's good in these two movies. It, yes. It's I, it's like we sh- probably shouldn't downplay him because he is kind of the main character of the two films. He is. But uh, it's just so tough. Like, he's working with top-notch, like, um, Julianne Moore is the villain in the second movie. Yeah, she's great. Playing Poppy, I yeah. think. Uh, and, like, the villains are just so over-the-top. That's so ridiculous, but that's what makes them so good. I think a thing, too, is that um, this movie does a really good job of making sure that it's not, like, completely focused on just the main character the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like, there are plenty of times where this movie veers off of Eggsy and moves on to other people. Yes. And discusses what they're doing and what they're up to, so it allows you Mm -hmm. to get more of an attachment to side characters than you would otherwise. Yes. I just think that was a really good decision. Because a lot of times you see a movie and it just follows the main character around the whole time or it follows around just like, not even necessarily the main character, just like one character the whole time. Like Mm -hmm. when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles focused on Megan Fox the whole time. Like it was literally just April O'Neil and also the Ninja Turtles are there. Yes. That was not a good decision. April O'Neil the movie featuring TMNT. Yeah, that was was what that was. So that is a thing that I don't think movies should ever do ever because that doesn't give you enough time to like back characters and like get an attachment to them. Mm-hmm. So I think what they did with this movie was really good. Uh, I also like the expectation subversion they do in this movie where everybody is essentially when they're doing the training, like all these, all these kids are up for the role of Lancelot yes. at the table. And you're like, Oh, well this movie is, it's just prime for Eggsy to win the thing, become a Kingsman and he's Lancelot. Yes. But and instead, then he Lance, doesn't. no, Lancelot is Sophie Cookson who plays, uh, Roxy Morton. She becomes Lancelot. Yes. Uh, which I thought was a really good idea. Mm hmm. Uh, and she's actually good in this movie too. She's really good. Um, she doesn't get enough to do probably, but, no. um, I liked her though. Uh, for what she did in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kayla was also a fan that uh, Richard Valentine was kidnapping celebrities and forcibly, some of them forcibly, like Iggy Azalea. Like Iggy Azalea. They mention her more than once. Yeah, they mention her like at the beginning, like towards the beginning of the movie, they mention that she's been missing for like three days or something. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, how, who let this happen? Like, what, how? I don't understand, but apparently they mentioned more celebrities. I don't recall that, but... I think there were some other ones listed. I think yeah. there were some other ones. I just think that's funny that they brought it. They like brought up like actual people. There was also a scene where Valentine is talking to Barack Obama, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Yes. Part of me wants to think because I know that probably wasn't actually Obama. No, it definitely was not Obama. But 
I don't have a doubt in my mind that because Obama was president at the time that this movie came out, correct? Uh, 2015 is when it came out, but they were filming it in 2014. So yeah, he so would have yes, been president. So part of me, there is no doubt in my mind that if Obama was not the president at the time, he probably would have actually done that <laughs> scene. Just because that's the type of person that Obama is, but... That would have been that would have been incredible. That would have been fun if it was just like actually Obama. You know what would have been. You know what would have been really incredible is if it really was him. But then they kept the same the shots the same. So you have no idea. You have no idea because it's always the back of his head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would have been even better if they're like, no, guys, it actually was Obama. Like here he is on set. We they just... <laughs> just lied on the cast list. Yes, it literally was him. We actually had somebody come in and do a fake Obama impression. So that you wouldn't have any idea, but it's no. actually Obama. <laughs> that would be a lot of work to put in. I don't think they did that. I like, that would be great, though. I like that we've rewritten the script for this movie now. <laughs> uh, Obama, That Obama unofficial cameo, that unscripted cameo that's in the movie. Um, okay, so I think we've, we've all agreed that I've gone two for two uh, in the selection process. But, Kayla, if we were to break out a scoring scale on a, on a one to five, including uh, halves and quarters, uh, what would you... Uh, what would you give Kingsman the Secret Service? You know what? I would have to give it a solid five. Wow. Is that what you gave John Wick as well? I, I think so. It was either a four or a five. Holy shit. Well, I think you gave like John Wick like either a four and a half or a five. Yes. Um, I don't remember what I gave. I'd have to go look and see what I gave. This is something I'm going to need to remember to do for future uh, future outings is go and look and see what I actually uh, rated these movies. Yes. I'm sure it's probably close to a four or four and a half or something like that. Probably a four and a half for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will, in fact, go look sometime and, and find out. Um, I'm going to be really busy, everybody, because Kayla said that she doesn't like the... Uh, the podcast art anymore so i've got to try to figure out like new podcast art <laughs> if you have any ideas uh i think feel free to let them know i think i just want your head coming out of a popcorn bucket can, I, we, do, can we do that better yet how about you do like a popcorn bucket but then photoshop all the popcorns to just be my head <laughs> just like oh, just, <laughs> just a bucket full of kayla heads heck yeah i mean halloween is coming delicious mm. <laughs> It's going to taste like air. <laughs> There's nothing in here. Nothing at all. Nope. Um, Empty. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So that's the podcast for this every other week. And uh, that's how's that for a sign off? Because it's not it's not I can't say for this week. Is that all right? <laughs> that's the podcast for this half month. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end. Uh <laughs> Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. There's, it's a, it's almost, it's, it's practically, a very short archive. It's a short archive, but it's it's getting there slowly but surely. Yes. Uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Mystery Teen Girl 9000. The- Wait, hold on. Mystery the Teen Girl no Theater, Theater 9000. Mystery Teen Girl. Mystery Teen Girl Theater 9000. Uh, someday we'll we'll work on that name. We will come up with a shorter name, I promise. Promise. We're going to we're going to work we probably won't. Uh we're uh, just that's we very <laughs> Spoiler alert, we won't. Yeah, this is a very politician-esque move on our part. We're making promises we have no intention to keep. Yes. Uh, that's the name. It's never going to change. Do it in you, the American way. <laughs> just just type it out. Type it all out, everybody. Yep. All those words. All of them. Mystery Teen Girl Theater 9000. Search for that. Hit subscribe. Please. Assuming your fingers have not fallen off or gone numb. And uh, that way you can hear us come back next time. We're going to talk about another movie that I hope Kayla is going to like. I'm going to go out on a limb this time 
and uh, we'll see. Maybe she'll like it. Maybe she won't. Uh, if she doesn't, um, you will, know, I get, will I get disowned if I don't like it? I mean, I feel like the last time we, we should add some stakes to this I, podcast. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the last time we did a podcast, we we did a number three. And it was a movie you didn't like, and then we didn't do a podcast again for three years. Yeah, so maybe... So hopefully my failure will not be so complete that I'm like, okay, let's try this again in 2023. Yeah, let's uh, try this again when you're a whole adult and in college. Well, tune in next... Uh, tune in in two weeks, I guess, for a yes. brand new episode of the podcast to find out if Kayla likes the movie I've selected, and if she does not, she will be disowned. All right. Please don't allow me to get disowned. <laughs> I mean, that's up to you. I mean, you can totally just pretend to like the movie. <laughs>